1: <laughs>
2: wow. <laughs> right. so that's I, a pretty good opening for our first show, I think. I, I think so. Yeah. Credits to the uh, the creator over there. Yeah, uh,
1: learned, so.
2: so welcome, everyone. We are starting a new show. As you can see, uh, it's two Dangerous Dames today, but it's going to be Dangerous Dames. And we are seeking and exploring truths in a world that's promulgating dangerous lies And I just thought this was such a great title that we couldn't let it go to waste. We will be nice and allow dangerous dudes to come and join (laughs) periodically.
1: well screen dudes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so I think today we're going to be, uh, there's been a lot of discussion around October 4th and uh, the emergency broadcast. So we thought that that might be timely and topical for our first dive. Yeah, yeah.
1: and, you know, there's been a whole – people are people are of two minds. Either it's a complete sigh-up or uh, we need to bury ourselves in the basement. I personally right. think it's both.
2: <laughs> I, I kind think, of think so, too. I mean, too. you know,
1: there's, there's no way to completely know here. You know, we live in the Truman Show, and there's just no way to completely know. But, uh, you know, you saw that guy talking about FEMA. Yeah. Let me, see, let, let me see if I can get his picture up here because I think he really nailed it. Yeah, I think Yeah, yeah. See, he's not Lee Merritt. My name shows up there. I look like, (laughs) yeah, you're you're the fine arts person. Who is he? He's a singer of some sort.
2: I know. I I don't know him. I tried to look him up. but uh, yeah,
1: mine was bomb. I thought it's, I thought his name had something bomb mom of six. I I don't know, like B O M B, not like, (laughs) but I don't know. Yeah,
2: but it said bomb mom of six. I'm pretty sure that it that is
1: that might that might be it. Yeah.
2: No, so, I don't think um, that's him. I think somebody else had a, a channel, then they just reposted his video. Right. Um, but they made
1: a he makes a good point is that he if this were just a FEMA test, when do you ever see an emergency everywhere that has to be all over, you know, Hawaii and and New York at the same time? Really, they're gonna have the same emergency. Now, mm-hmm. I guess a war or something, but shoot, we you know, we've had we've had we didn't even have this for the Cuban Missile Crisis and all the things that could have been a big deal. So and then his other point was the other point. The other point was uh, that FEMA never does anything in our interest that we've seen.
2: Well, it's and they also never, they're supposed to be there to prepare, right? And somehow they do nothing. He made this point that they, they don't do anything, but they're always ready to step in afterwards. And it seems like they do more cover up than they do cleanup. And how is it that they're ready and they're there? When it's an emergency, right? An emergency right. A crisis, it implies that that's spontaneous, but somehow they always know and they're there. Uh, but yet, they don't really do a whole lot to help. They seem to do a lot to cover up. So,
1: well, the cleanup. I think he meant by the cleanup. He's saying they're like the cleanup crew. He mentioned John Wick. You know, so you see yeah. these assassin novels. So they always call the cleanup crew so that they, so no nobody can figure out what happened. So that the right. homicide invec- investigators don't have anything to work with. That does appear to be what they do.
2: Yeah, more like cleanup know. slash cover up rather than right, cleanup. Right. Slash. <laughs> actually yeah. help um who was it? i, I think it was jeff k was it um, who said that you know like if the government is uh, involved then you know that it was planned i'm Well,
1: terrified. that was fdr he said yeah nothing right. nothing happens by by accident yeah yeah if it's, if, it's, if, it, if, it, if, it, if it's planned if it was if it happened it was meant to it be was, that way it was planned, I, I don't know i usually know the exact quote but that's it that was fdr yeah and i think yeah. fdr would know
2: he would know. He would you know. know. He, was,
1: well, was he, he was a 33rd degree Mason, I think. And, you know, all these guys, all these... these and he was... A, all linked.
2: He was a descendant of Clinton Roosevelt, uh, who wrote the... It was like the... I always blank on the name. I have to, like, etch it somewhere on a, like, a stick it note on top of my <laughs> computer, so I remember. But it was like the the science of the future of natural law, something like that. But essentially, that was what... Uh that along with the Illuminati Manifesto is what Engels used to write the Communist League Manifesto, which then became the right. Communist Manifesto. Um so yeah, he's been uh, you know, in that that whole family line has definitely been in the plot for a long time. So
1: well, and that's, you know, that's the big picture. The big picture is when, when we hear about the Great Reset, that's just the newest name of the Great Plan, which was what the the Babylonians talked about. And then it was mm-hmm. the great, what was the, it was the, uh, n- 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 the New World Order. Right. But before that, it was the, no, it was the New Order of New the Order. Ages. That was, that was Weishaupt. That was Adam Weishaupt mm-hmm. and the Illuminati, right? And then it was the New World Order, and now it's the Great Reset. So they they always change their, and that is really the thing they do the most is it seems like the, what I call the Babylonian mafia, but we can, you know, who knows, you know, oh, do you know what I just learned about speaking about Weishaupt and those guys? So after Weishaupt and after he staged the, he got the French revolution going and that was all Illuminati, that was all Weishaupt's guys that did that. And the, um, the British set up the round table and I Mm think there were five guys in the round table whose name started with c-a-b-a-l so cabal is an acronym that's where that name comes from i'll I have, have to reread it i just read it it was eustace mullins who just in his book on the new world order he 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 says that i'll find wow. the exact
0: yeah I,
2: I did not know that so when you started to do that live stream i actually went to go and look for the book by william uh Still, is it? It's,
1: um, yeah, still. William Still. Yeah. Yeah, the one where I, I passed out on the screen. That was, that was pretty embarrassing. You know, I'm writing on a blackboard 100 times. I am not 25 years old again. I'm not 25 years old. I'm not 25, you know, because honestly, that was just so stupid. I just, but it, it isn't, it was nice. So many people. All over the country. I got texts and <laughs> calls of are you okay? Are you okay? Even even Reiner Fulmich called me and said, Are you okay? Aww. Everybody knew I collapsed on the set. It's like there's too many of us going down here. You know, Sherry Tenpenny had her problem. I said, Oh no, mine was self-inflicted. I just <laughs> not enough food, not enough water on a hot day of farming. So
2: <laughs> oh no. Well, I'm so glad you're feeling better. Yeah. So yeah. He, I have a friend who in her phone, she has like an alert three times a day that tells her to breathe. So maybe you need oh. one for like water, breathing, food, you know. I <laughs> do
1: 25 anymore. Yeah, that's what I.
2: I'm not. Yeah, put that in there. Um, but I tried to get the book and yeah. I actually ordered it. It was very, very expensive. And they just sent me a refund. They said it's not available. Did you try Amazon? It's not available on Amazon. I bought the last copy then because I yeah. got
1: one on Amazon. <laughs> and I've been talking about it. See what happens. I'm not yeah. kidding you. That is all it takes. When you start, these cockroaches, when you start uncovering them, they they do everything they can electromagnetically to hide things, which is how we yeah. then should get to October
2: 4th probably. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly a great segue to October 4th. So yeah, when it, w- I, I'll just start with saying that when we're talking about how like nothing is uh, by accident and, and that it's planned. So some of the people have been talking about the potential for some of these, you know, quote unquote, well, you know, you'll explain further, but diseases and viruses right. that are in the uh, lipid nanoparticle that are going to somehow be triggered. And, uh, I, you know, I, I know we have thoughts on that, but regardless, uh, the reason I think it's relevant is because they have all of these documents like the PrEP Act where, you know, the, the original PrEP Act, even Wikipedia, which I don't know if we have the, uh, graphic readily available. But if we do, we can just pull up that first page, just because I think people should see that even on Wikipedia, it says that the the purpose of it was to create a liability shield intended to protect vaccine manufacturers from financial risk in the event of a declared public health emergency.
1: Right. But let uh, me just point out there are two there are only two um big companies like this there are two big uh, what do I want to say? Not really companies, but uh, lines of production that you can't sue for medical damages. One is vaccine industry, sure, and one is the telecommunications industry. Did you know right. that? Yeah, you can sue them for aesthetics. You don't like the look of the pole in front of your house, but right. you cannot sue them because that pole has high voltage and your children got leukemia you know that they, they debunked. they tried to debunk that but we had the data i mean that is that has been shown that that's an issue if you live within like 500 meters or 500 yards i can't remember that it's been a long time so i looked at that data but there's a yeah. certain di- there's a certain radius out it makes an electromagnetic field of these very high uh you know capacity electrical lines mm-hmm. and whatever they're doing you know we are electromagnetic beings and it's funny to me that people believe that, oh no, radiation can kill you. And we should be afraid of the atomic bomb and we should be afraid of x-rays and we should be afraid of, you know, um, you know, cobalt therapy for cancer, but we're not afraid of the other invisible radiation part of the spectrum. And it's the same spectrum, it's just a different part,
2: you know. But somehow that's fine, just because yeah, we have that's fine. We have well, it's
1: like, fun. and 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 before we get to October 4th, think yeah. about microwaves. You know, yeah. we've been—you know how Mike—I don't know—we've been eating microwave food forever. Yeah. And here's here's the kind of disinformation. It's it's like the vaccine thing. They they set up a story that is internally consistent, but it doesn't answer the question. So they told us that microwave food was safe because when they they fed it to animals, then they checked their levels. Their levels were okay somehow. You know, in other words, or they check the food. They didn't check the animals, they check the food. Like if I if I take a carrot and I microwave it, I check the nutrients in the carrot beforehand, then I microwave it to cook it, then I check it before afterwards. It's got the same nutrients. Great. But what happens when that animal eats that carrot? Well, that's what they did. And when you look at that, animals don't do well. Plants don't do well. Um uh animals animals will not survive if you continue to feed them nothing but microwave food. Right. And and I and there's been multiple um, pictures i I actually tried this myself, but for some reason I had a problem with germination at the get-go but even so I didn't have enough plants to be convincing but it plants when you water it with microwave water, you know mm-hmm. the control is boiled water let to be cool and microwave water let to be cool. so it isn't the temperature it's right. it's not the it's not the fact that it ever was boiling or heated up it's right. that something in the microwave is imparting an electromagnetic signature that's not good for plants and these plants are stunted or they're dead i mean peop, lots of people have done these and they show their plants that you know what regular so we shouldn't but we continue to argue that oh we even though there's been no real long-term studies in humans that it's all I safe
2: i know i i i'll never forget when i first moved to la uh one of my roommates uh, was a russian israeli girl and she she told me we weren't allowed to have a microwave in the apartment, and uh, you know, of course, at the time, I, I thought she was nuts because I would always argue with my parents as a kid. Like microwaves are totally safe, so they convinced me they're totally safe. So I grew up thinking they're totally safe, and I grew up on microwave food. And I remember she said it, so I was like, okay, I think she's a little kooky, but you know, I'll get used to you know not using a microwave. And I, I kind of it just became a habit. And then I started doing some research on it, and I saw these studies with the plants, and they yeah. all died. And I was like. Yeah, Ooh, I think she's right. <laughs> she wasn't well, so goofy after and, all. And she's
1: from Israel. Okay, so yeah. the guys at Technion—I think it was Technion at Haifa, anyways, Haifa—and uh-huh. they took out. You know, they had kids. They have families. Yeah, you know, they can research all this stuff, but they know what's good for their family. And sure. so I remember one year they um, they they unwifi'd their kids' schools. They hardwired them all. They didn't, wow. they didn't take away the computers, but they said, we're not letting our kids come to the school if it continues to have all this EMF. So here's what we're going to do for you. Boom. And they, yeah, they got it hardwired.
2: Wow. Did Was there a difference in the kids' uh, behavior?
1: Well, I don't know, but these guys are the guys that create this stuff and they knew. I mean, right? those are the big brains at TechNow, and they knew EMF was dangerous. In other words, the guys that know, know, but they're not telling us.
2: Well, I just think it would be so interesting if, and they probably, it's my guess, I mean, I obviously don't know because I haven't, I haven't seen this, but it's kind of like they've been studying the Amish for, for decades yeah. and then they didn't really release the findings because what it, would it show us? And I think it, it would be really interesting to see, uh, I'm guessing they probably were, they have some results on the difference before and after the hardwiring and that would be really interesting to see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they do. And I I'll go back. I found that when COVID first started. I didn't really, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't think about 5G, I didn't think about the electromagnetic aspect of this at all. No. And I was taught there were viruses. I was taught all this nonsense in the <laughs> Truman show. But I'm gonna tell you, once you take a step back, you know, the whole genetic thing. One of the things, you know that, you know, and I like the Truman show as a metaphor. You know, yes. you know that part where the ship hits the wall. Yeah. Okay, so there's kind of two, well, there's two things that happened to him. First, the light falls out of the sky. And he kind of says, wait a minute, if that's the sky, why does a stage light fall out of it? You know, and that was when, you know, Carrie Mullis started coming out and saying, you can't get a PC, this PCR test doesn't work that way. And they overcycled it. Okay, Right. But the real time when I kind of walked off that ship and started walking up the stairs to exit the Truman Show was when I realized that, they're telling us, I mean, just think about this. They're telling us that by their own admission, we have 3.4 billion base pairs in our genome. Yeah. Onions have 11 billion. Why do they have so many and we have so few? It's because we depend on our bacteria. So we have more bacteria DNA in our body than we do human DNA. We have, we have bacteria on our skin for a, a barrier that you get rid of when you use that alcohol crap that they gave us, you have it in your rectum, you have it in your bowel, you have it everywhere, and you have it in your nose, okay, bacteria. Now, and then they tell us, so you've got 3.4 billion genes, gene uh, base pairs in your genes. So in other words, they're telling you we have a test with 16, one six uh, bases. That's what they put on those swab sticks, one, six, 16 to 21 bases on those swab sticks that they call PCR tests. Wow. And they're claiming they can put a 16 thing into your nose. And keep in mind, the 3.4 billion isn't your whole body. It's every cell in your body. So right. it's just you are brimming. And, you know, you had the fruit fly, which in my podcast area here, I periodically have these kamikaze fruit flies that fly. My nose. I don't know why. It's just annoying. And you're not going to try to be cool on camera. But anyway, uh, you know, you got the fruit fly, you got the milk you coughed out of your nose. You've got you are swimming in DNA, and yeah. they're telling you they can take a 16 six gene swab stick or sixteen base swab stick and tell you anything. That's just it's just so bizarre. Now that we now just take a step back and you say it can't work that way, right? And and besides the fact that we we spit out parts of our genome, we have we have three dimensional confirmation. We we were also told in medical school that you have viral genome in our genome. Now, I don't believe that viruses exist the way they told me, but they but what they're telling you is, if they say that, they also believe it. They, they know that they can't make this work this way because you have millions of viral genes in your genome.
2: <laughs> right. And that they've been there all along. So how... And they've always been there. Yeah. And right. they don't know,
1: you know, they don't even know how most of the genetic material works. But that's why I don't think it's about, it's not a ticker tape, and they're not doing this processing of G- DNA like they say they are. It's more complex, but it is electromagnetic.
2: Right. Well, there, I'll just, thereby it's
1: October 4th, I guess we should. Yes,
2: uh, so I'll just pull up the, if we can find the other one too, which was on uh, the PREP Act in uh, 2020, December 9th. Um, it was Secretary Alex Azar issued a new notice of declaration under the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act, The declaration to provide limited immunities for activities related to countermeasures against Marburg virus and or Marburg disease. And this uh, declaration is effective as of November 25th, 2020, and then it goes on. Um, But I just wanted to bring that up because there are all these like public documents that are basically trying to prepare us for a potential viral release. And then there's these theories that they're going to be activated by some electromagnetic frequency, uh, unlo- unleashing a payload in these uh, lipid nanoparticle. I don't know if any of that's accurate, but it's definitely fueling some of the theories around October 4th.
1: Well, and that's, you know, so Todd Callender is a friend of mine. And, and I actually had a big discussion about an hour long discussion with him when I was, you know, airport recently because i said i you know we've been talking about this he's he's found these patents and he's he's right about this i mean Mm that they talk about uh opening these things up with a payload and there's all sorts of Mm -hmm. stuff but marburg is an interesting disease and it does not we have no again what can we have to stop back we're gonna get out of the truman show we have to say what can we actually prove and so my point to him was i agree with what may happen but it's not mm-hmm. happening maybe the way that they're leading us to believe. And I would stop using the word Marburg. Right. That this is a scare tactic to make us believe there are all these different diseases when we should think about there are different frequencies. In other mm-hmm. words, one there's one way there might be one way they're doing this, and they're, they're getting us excited over these other things so they can keep playing disease whack-a-mole. Right. But, yeah, so that's the thing. They're, what they want you to believe is that there's a lipid nanoparticle and that, that thing is just the carrier, that that's just the carrier. Well, right. uh, the carrier itself is very damaging. It's got the cationic lipids, it's got the graphene sheets, it's got all the stuff in it that we think are bad. You don't really have to have a lot more. Now, you could have, I, I'm not saying that's all there is, you can have all, you can put whatever you want in the middle. Mm-hmm. But here's the story of Marburg that makes me suspicious that that's not what's going on. Right. Uh-huh. And that is that Marburg is just named Marburg because it came out of this German lab in Marburg. But mm-hmm. the German lab in Marburg was studying the work of Kaznacheev. And I'm just going to show you this picture because this is to me the the key, the key picture here. Okay. okay. This is what Kaznacheev did. He what he did is he was in the 20s and 30s in Novosibirsk in the Soviet Union in in Siberia. Must, you know, cold winter, nothing to do. They do a lot of experiments, I guess. But anyway, <laughs> this is a known area for bioweapons research, I guess. But what he did was he was looking at cell cultures and he was looking at he'd take the same types of cells, you know, cut them in two pieces and put them in two different Petri dishes and separate them by an optical window. Mm -hmm. And then what he would do is he had, if he, he would put one of two things as an optical window, he would either use glass or he would use quartz. At least that's the ones I know about. Right. And then he would poison side a to see what happened to side B. This
0: is
2: so fascinating. I remember the study. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right.
1: So the point is, is that when you, when you poison side a with, with radiation, and whatever you did on side A, nothing would happen to side B if you had window glass. But if you had quartz, you poisoned side A with, with arsenics, let's say. Side mm-hmm. B would would, um, would die of arsenic poisoning 12 hours later after. And it would have the same pattern of death. Whatever you did to side A, side B would die with the same pattern of death. So radiation it would transmit through this window to these other cells that were not being irradiated and, and, you know, different bacterial toxins, whatever he wanted to put in there. Notice he never said viruses. No, 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 Because that wasn't something anybody talked about in 1920. Okay. Right. And, and anyway, so the point is that that literature is hard to read. Okay. This is about the only part you'll find in English and, and he, but he has a lot of stuff in the, and it's kind of even some more interesting stuff. Um, about uh, astrology even and cosmology related to this all stuff that his follow-on did but what happened is this his literature was taken up seriously by the marburg lab and what i'm going to tell you is when you look at marburg the the there is no proof that i can find of actually being an airborne infectious disease in fact quite different than that it doesn't doesn't fit that pattern um i mean there are only like I think there are less than 400 cases. I keep meaning to, I I had the number in my head at one time. I think you said 600. I know. And I think I'm wrong. I think it was 362 or something like that, but whatever it was, it's not a big number of people Right. up until I don't count anything after 2019 because they're lying to us about everything. But before then it was not very many people. And so Um. what I'm saying is, is that they, it, it was, it was like minors. It never spread from person to their families. It was all it was all bioweaponeers and two types of miners in, in Africa. So what I'm saying is that this is this is what the point is you can tr- what he learned is you can transmit death, the mm-hmm. death photons they call them to other people. And then then the next thing you get is you get Luc Montagnier and and Jacques Bienveniste, who are these two famous French scientists, and they showed oh. that that they could that that biologic molecules have memory or have have an electromagnetic signature and water remembers that signature right right now so think of the possibility you could the possibility here is you can project a signal onto water of a disease that you've already captured the signal of or of whatever you've captured the signal of and and that's and i guess that's my point is that is that we need to realize that you don't need a, a quote virus to do this. Interestingly, I was just in Michigan speaking, and mm-hmm. in Novi, Michigan, they have these big water towers, and guess where they've put the five G all around the water towers? Okay, are wow. water, right? They know water. Yeah. Water has, it's like we were just talking, which you were, your point about the plants dying after the microwave, after all the research you did about microwaves. Yeah. Okay. What do you think 5G is going to do to that water that they're giving all of us? It's going to change the structure. It's going to change the something, the electromagnetic yeah. signal. And, and that is, That is at the heart of this.
2: I'm not sure. I've seen with the water studies where they have like these crystalline structures in them and they change. And they can change even just with words, like talking to the water.
1: Yeah, Dr. Nimoto. Yeah. And and even even his follower, there's a somebody that has taken up his work has shown she took a piece of paper. And she wrote the number four on it. I just remember this, she did a lot of things, but this is one I right. remember. They wrote the number four on it, put it over the water. And then using this technique of this fast crystallization, then she left it for a while and then she crystallized the water and it showed the number four in the crystal. Wow. So, wow. you know, I mean, I think that this is a bad, I think this is really a bad endpoint when you start taking our, I mean, this is it was bad enough to think about it. They fluoridated our water, they <laughs> brominated our food. And they they glyphosated our fields. And, and, you know, um, God knows what they're showering us from the skies. But now to take on, we just, we're tough. We're tough as humans. We just don't die that easy. So now they're going to put this 5G on the water tower. That's
2: really horrifying. It's very horrifying. Yeah. So what do we think? So in order to, I, I guess the moral of this is that in order to promulgate these narratives, we have to believe that there's some like airborne infectious virus uh, that we're going to catch, and that that's going to be kind of a decoy to look to avert any attention to investigating what's actually really going that's on. That's what I think. That is exactly what I think. Yeah, this was, as you know, and I, I think you know most of the people who have watched my show know that this is this was like the hardest pill for me to swallow um, because I think when I first started exploring it, it was a uh, uh, Dr. Stephen Lanka Len- who like doesn't want to be called a virologist anymore. Uh, But he actually, it was German measles that he was refuting. And that was his whole experiment. And of course, that's my whole birth story, Surrounded. Uh, It's predicated on German measles. And then it was like a technicality with uh, Dr. Braden, right, that he he lost at first and then he appealed. So, of course, you know, we hung on to Dr. Braden's, uh, you know, counterpoint for a while until I realized that really it was just that the mainstream doesn't want it to get out. Right, because if if everybody
1: realizes that virus in Latin means toxin or poison, yeah. just change your thinking from these airborne viruses and go back to thinking about poisons, which, you know, one of the very first tenets, believe it or not, in the uh, Hippocratic Oath is that, that – or one of the tenets that he you're supposed to take an oath to is not to become a poisoner, even if somebody pays you a lot of money, essentially. Now, why would he put that in there if that weren't yeah. a problem?
2: right. That's crazy! I didn't know that. I yeah, mean, do they know, only, people know
1: yeah, Han, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it says basically, I, I won't, um, I won't, I won't poison anybody, and I will not do it at the request of anybody. It's something like that.
2: Wow! And so, what is this? Oh, that's what? another one.
1: No, I didn't see that one. The one that you have up.
2: The no, oh, Novi Mix mixed
1: Michigan. Yep. I have one. I have them all around one of the round towers. But there's that tells you they're all over. And I was and I was told that by uh, somebody that was that lives in Michigan that they had. Them. So I, I bet it's all over.
2: Well, what's interesting about that, because I've done a little bit of uh, research and I've had you know a bunch of people on talking about the Michigan election fraud. And I know you're going to say, like, what does that have anything to do with this? Except that apparently Michigan is a major hub for the globalists. Like they actually have a headquarters for the world economic forum in Michigan. So yeah. So they're there. So it makes me wonder who's behind all of that and yeah, what their intentions are. Where is it
1: in Michigan? I'm curious.
2: I I don't know. Actually, I have to find that out. I don't know where in Michigan, but I know I've had two uh, people on who talked about it and uh I actually, when I when I filled in on American Media Periscope, uh, they were tra- they were both back and forth talking about it, but I don't know where wow. Michigan I just don't know Michigan that well, but yeah, it
3: wasn't. Yeah,
1: weird. yeah. I used to actually, before I went to medical school, I used to sell auto parts in Charlevoix, Michigan. Oh, okay. <laughs> i familiar with Michigan, but it was a nice place. I didn't, I yeah. didn't know the WEF was going to move in.
2: <laughs> you didn't know yeah so what what are your thoughts on what's actually going on with October 4th what 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 could be what do we know what what is speculative what what should we actually be concerned about so the just for those listening, I think they said that the test is supposed to be October fourth at two thirty Eastern time for two hours, and that if they don't do it then, they're going to reschedule it for October eleven. That's also just weird to me. Um, yeah. At the same time, like, wait, so they don't? Well,
1: well, I what think would be the reason? Twenty two. It's now now FEMA says it's two twenty, but the uh, the uh, the FCC Jason Shurka that kind of blows oh, yeah. this out. He said 222, and I, I think it's – I'm just putting a bracket around it, but I think it's only going to be a short period of time. Well, first of all, there's – I mean, what we've seen – what have we seen? We've seen We've seen multiple episodes that we can't explain easily. Like one of them I remember early on was after the vaccine rollout, okay? Right. And they had this, this – these people in China, they'd be looking at their phone, and then there'd be this flash – Oh, yeah.
2: Remember that? Yes, I do. Okay. People like at the nail salon. It was just like random. Yes. Really yeah. Yeah. Just sitting at were...
1: a counter. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Then we heard rumors of the, I didn't see pictures of them, but uh, I think they're out there. The other uh, rumors that like a hundred people at a South Korean concert collapsed or something. Right. And we had the Travis Scott concert, which was, oh, you yeah. know, that was another one where, where people 14 or 15 people collapsed one guy said one guy I looked at as many of the first hand accounts could. Like, one guy said felt like my heart stopped yeah so I so I will tell you i mean and and uh, we talked about this on another program i think but they they've been working on optogenetics for a long time and i suddenly i see all these things coming out that they're 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 showing all this stuff but nobody was talking about this i was asked to be in that video about the end of covid and i said well i can be on it but i'm going to tell you it's not about a virus called SARS-CoV-2. And it's not COVID is not a disease. In my opinion, this is electromagnetic. And I got on there and I talked about optogenetics, just like we've been saying. And I said, okay. so I think that that's what we're talking about. Remember that, did you ever see those two guys in Israel that dropped, that had smoke coming out of their nose? Yeah. Okay. Know, now, was, yeah. Oh, wow. So the second part to say is, it's not just, it's not just that, You can't necessarily prove things easily when you're at a distance, you see that. But when you see something like that happen, and then you see the government, the official narrative come out saying something that is so scientifically preposterous preposterous it can't be true that Mm -hmm. tells you they're covering up something that they really didn't want you to see and in that case they came out and they showed i mean i did trauma surgery you know for (laughs) my life okay (laughs) and and i i'm not a neurosurgeon this would have gone to neurosurgery but nonetheless i hung out with those guys a lot when i was doing i I was like the spinal cord injury person okay and the brain
2: and the spine are very related you
1: know it's like we'd be working together. so so anyway um this, 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 they showed an x-ray and they showed a thing. I don't know if you can see about that big sitting in this guy's head on an x-ray. It's like a, it's like a metal capsule. And they claim it was a smoke grenade that accidentally got into their head. It caused smoking out their accidentally nose. Accidentally get into your head. Right, right, right. Well, that they, that he'd been shot with a smoke grenade by accident. But you know what? Again, <sighs> if anybody look, look at well, it's movies, make it look clean. But if you've ever seen anybody shot in the head with anything, there'd be blood brains all over the floor. You know, I mean, as something that big, not necessarily a twenty-two, that could just cause swelling. You don't see a lot of stuff, except a little trickle of blood. But big right. calibers, big things hit you in the head. Think of JFK. You know, look right. at that big wound and all this. You no, know, they weren't they weren't having that. They just were smoking up their nose. That's <laughs> weird. So and weird. Died, as far as I know. Yeah. Right.
2: So, what are your thoughts on that? You think that it was? Well, more again, of a it's got to be some can...
1: remote. Yeah something they something and again this all star, we i maybe we saw this before um mm-hmm. it's like uh the hutus and the tutsis i mean that french guy the french film talking mm-hmm. about them so i mean we we could have seen this before we didn't realize it but they've right. been looking at ways of connecting the brain to electromagnetic devices for mm-hmm. good or for bad
2: right you know didn't I
1: can't think of a good
2: Delgado. But- I, I can't think of a good reason either. But Delgado did a lot of uh, remote brain interface experiments during for mind control. Well, actually, brain control, right? They during MK Ultra. Like they were doing a lot of mind control studies, and people are pretty familiar with that. But not that many people are familiar with the. They were working on remote brain control.
1: And do and you that- remember what they were? They injecting them with something.
2: I, I, they were using frequencies, but I don't know yes, frequencies. How, that's yeah. what I thought. But see, the the
1: so optogenetics is frequency, right. but advanced optogenetics, which is the late, you know, that's the next generation that we're in now. That's where you put something in to augment the frequency effect on the nervous system, and it, and then it, it, they call it optogenetics. I think maybe to fool us, but also I think my understanding is that they it, it's basically causing your you to express your genotype differently. So we talk about the genotypes, what you got that you inherited. That's your what you were given. But Mm -hmm. phenotype is how it's expressed. Right. And so my kind of understanding this is it's it's not, they're not changing your genomics anyway. They're just changing your expression of what you've got in you. And they can put then the advanced version is they put an optically sensitive chemical of some type. And maybe it's genetic, but I don't know that it has to be. Uh, my you know i don't know that it has to be we don't know
2: right so that's what uh, there there was that video we were talking about before with the mit guys and they were saying that you know they couldn't do it on humans because they have to have a gene manipulation in order to be able to to do it on humans but you think that that's not necessarily the case and they could do it either way so do you think that they're for october 4th do you think that they're that this would be something they could do through the phone or do you think that it's, it is a payload, a payload like a binary weapon from the vaccine where they injected something already that could activate optogenetic, or both? Right. I mean,
1: well, yeah, no, I think it's, I think they put something in people with the vaccine. The yeah. question, we don't, we just still don't know exactly what, but what do we know? We know there's graphene oxide and anybody denies that. You can just look at the papers on how they make the lipid nanoparticle. And, um, colleagues of mine that have seen that have, have microscopes that do dark light stuff and they have the fancy microscopes and they say yeah. that they see, they can see twinkling lights in these some of these vaccines even in the by, by the way even in the tetanus uh, vaccine for children yeah so this isn't just in the covid vaccine but this has been ramping up you know this is this isn't the first time we've seen problems and we should realize that the flu shot in my opinion was kind I of the big step that. yeah The, the, we had lots of, you know, we didn't, well, you know, I'm, I'm 70. I think I only had the smallpox and polio vaccines. I think that's all I had. Wow. Yeah. Because I had measles. I had chickenpox I had all those things as childhood diseases. We all did. Don't know anybody Mm -hmm. really got terrible sick or died. Right. Um, And And that, that was a scam in order to make us take these vaccines and think they were doing something. And, even the polio vaccine is the the problem is toxins, not a virus. That one's getting more. That's in some some of us accept that now. A lot of the 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 you know standard medicine will say that's just nonsense. But we'll we, we'll that that will come out as truth soon. But yeah. I don't know. I think I think the problem is that that um, and look at and look at what happened in 1918. I mean that. That was partly, we knew about electromagnetic disease back then because we knew about telegrapher's disease. It was definitely people getting sick working under telegram lines initially. Right. So I think on October 4th, what they're going to do is they're going to, I mean, either, it, here's, there are two possibilities. Okay. If it's just a psy-op, uh-huh, okay, one, it could be for what that guy says, the, the singer that said, the black guy that we had a picture of. And he was saying, it's to... It's to, it's to figure out that they can get a hold of everybody.
2: right it's The to access do. to the phones, yeah. yeah. And make you sure just
1: you've just proved their access to your your life.
2: which Max, honestly, I my my only concern with that one is that we already know like the NSA has access. That's to right, phones, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that, that's not like a big mystery to most people. We know that that's true. So the only thing that I could think was that it would be uh, to grant some sort of access. As opposed to them just breaking in, but it just doesn't really make sense to me. Um, yeah.
1: yeah, but he does. His point I still think is good. Is that no? FEMA, I think his point is valid. Yeah, I, I think his that FEMA is not doing this for their for your right. benefit. Somehow <laughs> we know that. So then the other the other option is that it's it's depriving us of being aware of something that's going to go on at that period of time. Right. So let's say that like most people, if you're going to be serious about this, you're probably not just going to turn your phone off for 10 minutes. You're going to go down for a few hours to make sure you bracket this thing. Right. What if, what if during that period of time, we have some big event go on that we just lost the ball. (laughs) You know, we just, didn't. we couldn't protect ourselves because that happened. I mean, this I mean, think, I guess, think about if we had, I'm trying to think of uh, what if on, uh, you know, December 7th, 1941, we had a drill so that all the people on the ships and in the Navy yards and everything just turned off all communications, all, and all, all watching of the sky, for example, which was more important back then.
2: Right. Yeah, that would be. Which is
1: kind of what happened. If you think about it, what happened in 9-11? They had a drill going on yep, that morning. Exa- that morning, right? And and wasn't that to? Sh- I can't remember what the drill was. It was, it was for that exact problem, so that yep. when the when the thing started, they couldn't tell if it was the drill or the real
2: thing. I know, I know. So that and I do me, think that staved people off a bit because, well, they had a drill, so everything's you know safe. It right. couldn't possibly. So leave. that's to
1: me the psyop option, and the other option is that it's the. It's that it triggers something. Then, if it really is, if it really is the optogenetics kind of idea, if it's really going to trigger something, yeah. I mean, the worst case scenario is even worse than than killing people. Is going to be turn people into the zombie apocalypse. I know you've done a lot of research on that. I I can't talk that, but think if they if they make them angry like the the Hutus and the Tutsis, if they make them angry one group against another, the vaccine right. against all of us, um, that's a problem. <laughs>
2: That's for sure. And that's another uh, one I have. I think I have that pulled up as well, where the CDC actually has a it's not only the CDC. So I know that one. I knew
1: about and they and they're trying to discount that one saying it's just a joke. Yeah.
2: Right. They they did. I remember because I shared this in 2020, and they, that's what they were saying that that's just a it was just a joke. It wasn't real. But they they literally have it on the CD, on the cdc.gov web, website. Zombie preparedness. It's for the zombie apocalypse. the public health matters blog in 2011. Um, so this is that they've been preparing for this for a while, and then they did a countermeasure. And I thought that was interesting. Let me see. Can- who
1: did that? The CDC. Um was it the CD? because they're like four the army, I mean the military has a zombie apocalypse protocol, right? There's a yes. bunch of people.
2: This was uh let me see if I have this file. Who it what who did it? It was the headquarters, the United States Strategic Command. Uh, yes. and they did and that's it. Omaha,
1: I think. Isn't that Is the one? It, in-
2: it was counter zombie dominance. April 30th in 2011. So it's right at the same time that the CDC puts out this uh, zombie apocalypse preparedness. And then the uh, headquarters of the United States Strategic Command puts out this countermeasure. And I'm pretty sure I put...
1: So April 30th, 2011, both of these guys came out with the same
2: thing? Yeah, but I think one of them is a reaction to the other. Like one of them is the American... Uh, reaction to the other. We'll put this up. This is just yeah. There we go. Um, it's pretty long, and I, I I skimmed through it. I definitely didn't read this whole thing. But
1: oh, I'm just going to ask you though. I mean, th- my first response is I want to know if that has some magic date, Gematria. <laughs> you
2: know, I, I, why, know, when I know. I know.
1: Two of them doing it on exactly the same date. I mean, well, wait a minute. 2011.
2: 11 is a big number in Gematria. I don't remember what it means, but right, I think that's part of why, like, nine eleven. Yeah. 11 is a big number for them. Um, I, I wish I remembered why I don't, but I do know that 11 is significant in Gematria. Yeah. So I thought that was just interesting. They're <laughs> they're always doing these drills and these, uh, you know, mapping out these plans and they tell you that they're just plans, but somehow then they happen. So, and then you wonder why people are concerned about a zombie apocalypse. Well, I mean, they've been planning for it for over a decade.
1: Well, and not only that, but you know, um, you always talk about the the predictive. predictive in fact, program. you've gotten the predictive program. In fact, th- between but once you and uh, Jay Dyer got me on that idea, I've, I know I have a whole list of movies that I'm watching. Oh yeah. yeah,
2: every movie I see, I can't like not see that.
1: Right. Well, have you seen Surrogates? I mean, that's that's my latest one. Oh my oh. gosh, I have here. Do you want me to read? I'm going to read you my. list a little off topic, but I got to read okay. you this. This is what I've compiled so far: okay. Rebel Moon. Infini, 2015, Dean in Hell, War of the Worlds, 2015, Demolition Man, Star Trek Insurrection, which is kind of what we're talking about, maybe, Surrogates, The Recruit, Minority Report, Phantom, which was 1998, Slashback, Eden 17, Tenet, and Citizen Kane. I just added Citizen I've seen Citizen Kane, but not with a new set with of With a new lens.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, there's a bunch of new ones. Um, so there was Landscape with the Miserable Hand and that was about like an alien takeover that becomes kind of the ruling class of uh, of earth and uh, they essentially like put forth the new world order but they instead of it being the parasite class uh, as we think of it it's now aliens who are are ruling us um that one was incredibly dystopian and uh, what was the
1: name of that again
2: landscape with invisible hand <laughs> i know <laughs> And then the oh, other man. one that I saw really recently was The Creator, and it was about AI. And the, the main takeaway is, you know, America's bad, and AI equals love and peace.
1: Oh, wonderful.
2: Yes, yes, AI. Well, and uh, that's, the
1: surrogate, that's what it's kind of, it's kind of about the idea that people stop living their own lives, and they have a robotic surrogate that goes out, and they're the, the, the homicide, it's, uh, oh, Famous guy he does he did all the uh, he's he's famous for cop shows. He was in in that old blue moon detective show years ago. Why am I blanking on his name? Kind of you know, he's balding, but uh, he, he does all these. He's one of these action figure guys. Oh, I, action guys I who you're talking about, and I'm blanking. Oh, I'll think of it anyway. Okay. Um, and and so he has a surrogate that kind of looks like him, but it's robotic okay. and it goes down and it's the detective. Okay, and um. His partner's a a, a robot also. they all these people and his wife, he and his wife don't really even see each other except through their robots. And and he's saying, you know, I want to get my life back like and then his robot gets gets killed by accident. And that's it's a big investigation. So the the they're not restarting him on a new synth right away. They have to they have to hear. Bruce Willis, yeah, he has to just look like himself, all beat up. But now he's right. about the only real human out walking around outside, and it's a real stressful thing. It's really you need to watch that one. I'll, I okay. can't wait to hear what you say about that
2: one. Okay, yeah, there, there it is circus. There yeah, okay. this was two thousand nine.
1: Yeah, I'm. T- that's what. Well, you just told me these things were way back. Some of the ones that you yeah were there to
2: 2009. So, the, the, these uh, documents are 2011. Right. So, yeah, that makes sense. They would have already known, and I'm sure they did some... Uh, there's like a whole arm of the CIA that does... I forgot what they call it, but it's like Hollywood planning. And there's an actual arm of the CIA that does that.
1: And, and so... So do you think this is all about that it's not like they're softening I thought it's you know I, for a long time I thought they're softening us up for a new new kind of world but it, it's they all sound like warnings for the most part they sound like warnings so I kind of thought maybe the it's people in Hollywood that know the inside track and they're trying to warn us and this is the only way they could or what you just said, if there's a CIA program, is it because they, in their creepy Babylonian religion, they have to tell us what they're going to do to us, and so they're just <laughs> letting it out? What's going revelation on?
2: revelation of the method. I think that's part of it. Revelation of the method. Is, yeah. is, but I think that is part of it. But I think the other part of it is to condition us, because if we've already heard it, one, we're not going to be as shocked by it, so we'll accept it. Uh, we're more likely to be less resistant, because... It's something that's familiar, so it'll feel like it's already happened. And so, like, if something is a huge shock, like a traumatic shock, you're more likely to resist, whereas if something, if you've already seen, it's kind of like a a feeling of deja vu, or when you have a dream about something, no matter how bizarre it is, if you already have that programming, you don't have as much of a reaction to it. It's like, oh, well, I guess that's okay, because I've kind of been there already, but if you, if you, well, was
1: although a- like this movie, it, it would convince me to never go down the road of robotics.
2: <laughs> well, <You know? laughs> I, and there's always, right? That, that's the theory of mass formation psychosis, right? There's always the third, third, and third. Yeah. And there's the people who are Im- impervious to hypnosis, which is essentially what the programming is, is hypnosis. I know this when I first graduated from college, I was actually, I, I got certified as a hypnotherapist. And, uh, I, I worked for, I think it was about nine months and I helped a lot of people it was mostly habit formation. So things like nail biting or, you know, sleep habits, stop smoking, you know, uh, lifestyle things like, you know, diet. And I helped a lot of people, but I ended up quitting because I felt like a fraud because I couldn't be hypnotized.
1: Yes, I was just going to ask you, can you be hypnotized? No. <laughs> I can't be either.
2: Yeah. So I think that there's something to that. Maybe that's it's why we're dangerous. Personalities. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so but I think that's what it is but a lot of the population there's a third who are pretty easily hypnotized and then I think there's the people in the middle who you know they can kind of be swayed either way but they're not they're not necessarily like you know overtly divergent where they're going to be yeah. really resistant up front so you have two-thirds of the population that you have a potential to capture with the yeah. predictive programming.
1: So I think now, the that's- good side there is that it you know, it's like Trotsky said, it only takes three people to control a crowd. The good news is that revolutions like the American Revolution and sadly, the Bolshevik Revolution were run with a, with less than 20 percent of the population being really active. So we don't need 80 to, percent to win against whatever's coming.
2: No. Just, and I am a big fan of using like their uh, plans and their you know studies against them. But. You know, it was uh, Dorwin Cartwright. She was a psychologist who was part of the Tavistock Institute, and she said it's conceivable that one persuasive person, through the use of mass media, could bend the world's population to his will. And (laughs) so that could go either way, right? And how
1: long (laughs) ago was that said? Control other
2: people, but you know.
1: (laughs) And when did he say that?
2: Uh, This was in. uh, It was around, I think, 1949. Yeah. So this is before computers. Oh so yeah! About
1: that, he was just thinking about radio.
2: <laughs> oh yeah! Well, radio was a huge part right. of, and right. maybe we will play that little clip from Sutton because uh, for Under Tavistock, radio was a huge part of their uh, mass scale mind control propaganda agenda. Yeah. Um, and it was a, and it was Contrill who was roommate at Dartmouth with uh, Rockefeller. So then became the uh, vice president, but he also, he worked for NBC and he was like the head of psychological programming. Uh, yeah, this, this stuff all gets very interesting. Well, I told you,
1: I told you who they put in charge of, you know, I told you about the thing that that um, the intelligence services basically own, own, own scientific medical publishing. Yeah, I, I'm sure I can't prove that they own American publishing, but I have a feeling it's just like everything else. It's all one big, happy family. So if they own the big British publishing house like Springer Verlag, they own they own the big ones. They own us, too. That's most of it. El Salvador, though, the, these are the ones that you mostly see. Right.
2: So if, and let's not forget that they work together. Right. The five eyes.
1: So Right. Right. And yeah. So. I mean, they, I, I'm just saying that the whole thing, It doesn't surprise me that Tavistock would have both Rockefeller and, you know, I mean, they're all, they're all in the same club, but we're not in it.
2: Yeah. We're not in it. Yeah. No, the the Tavistock stuff gets very dystopian pretty quickly. And um,
1: who was the, you probably know this. I can't remember his name. He started, starts with an O, a Strovsky or something. It was a Russian that Stalin sent over in the twenties. He, um, he sent this guy over to Hollywood because he said when movies could, you know, were first coming out, and he said, "This is the future of propaganda. You go over to Hollywood and take it over for the for the cause." You know, huh? Good Bolshevik moment. So that was that's how that that's how they infiltrate. And so when when yeah. it was complained that Hollywood was filled with communists, they weren't lying. Oh no, no, it was unfortunately true. They just didn't want it to come out. They weren't all card carrying, but they had been infiltrated a long time ago by long
2: time before.
1: You know, it's like Tavistock just doesn't have the bad name to it. It doesn't sound, doesn't say communist above the door. So nobody worried about them infiltrating it,
2: right? Right, because they're a shadow think tank. So they, and actually it was Kurt Lewin who is uh, one of their uh, early directors of Tavistock and he specifically said that they should be fifth columnists. So that's why we don't know about them. I I
1: Right. That's like exactly. right. Their,
2: whoa. but he specifically said, yeah, he said we can thereby justifiably stress our particular point of view with regard to to proper development of the human psyche, even though our knowledge may be incomplete. We must make it permeate every educational activity in our national life. And then he says, infiltrate the most pervasive institutions in social culture, the education systems and the church, public life, politics, and industry should all be within our sphere of influence. If we are to infiltrate the professional and social activities of other people, I think we must imitate the totalitarians and organize some sort of fifth-column activity. If better ideas on mental health are to progress and spread, we as the salesmen must lose our identity, let us all therefore very secretly be be fifth-columnists. And that was in the Mental Health Journal uh, in 1940.
1: Wow. Well, and that's another point. I'm just going to say that mental health has been used to take away our rights. And and it's, it's, this is, they're passing laws right now. I know I hear from uh, my nurse friend in Georgia, who's always telling me that they're trying to sneak these mental health bills in. Yeah. So that's another, I mean, that's another potential for this October 4th thing. I mean, think of all the things they could do. They could make them into evil zombies. In fact, I jokingly said, to my husband, I said, "Should we buy some baseball bats and some some of the <laughs> barbed wire like <laughs> the, the guy Not on, on the Walking Dead that had the, the, the he had his name. he named the baseball bat that was his 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 torture, but it was how he how he killed zombies. Okay, right. Um, uh, you know, I mean that's one potential. The other potential it could just drop you over, but the other potential it could subtly change your thinking. You know, what they could Tavistock you for lack of a better yeah." Word.
2: Yeah, you know, they I haven't thought travel.
1: of that, but that's another possibility.
2: Well, I think, I don't know how much fun. of it we would play, but I think it might be valuable to play Anthony Sutton's clip because it was about radio, and now the technology is so far, you know, now they're going to use your phone yeah, yeah, before yeah, they it was. advanced it. I don't know what year it was, but it, it was definitely not recent. Yeah, so, we it was at least
1: like in it. the 60s because it was color television kind of exactly. thing.
2: Exactly, yeah. I remember
1: True. when it came out.
2: You have it? Okay, yeah, we'll play a little bit of that.
0: Psychotronics um, is the, let me pick these words very carefully, is the long-range, long-range modification or manipulation of behavior by electronic, specifically radio means. In other words, you use uh, electromagnetic. Uh, energy, radio transmissions to affect human behavior at a distance. In other words, what you're doing is that you are merging radio engineering and parapsychology. One, they can manipulate behavior at a distance. For example, they could create a riot, which you couldn't stop in this auditorium right out of that transmitter. What they would do specifically is that, that the name of the transmitter is not the one I know. I know it as the Gomel transmitter. Uh, he called it the Woodpecker signal. Uh, but what they do, they broadcast the signal at, a, at uh, to create a riot, you, you broadcast 11 hertz, 11 cycles per second, beamed into this room. And it would, without you knowing, you would start to get uncomfortable, then upset, and. Um, Then I presume start getting a little, uh, little active, like throwing the plants around or breaking up (laughs) chairs, things like that. Um, You use specific what I call the radio frequency windows. Uh, 11 hertz will create that kind of behaviour. Other, uh, other frequencies, other windows will create other kinds of behaviour. You can create a passive behaviour. You can make people go to sleep. You can create narcotic effects. It has been used actually as an antidote, uh, as a cure for narcotic addiction. Um, You can um, make people alert. You can make them misconstrue, misunderstand things. Each has a specific, very precise uh, frequency. Uh, We know what these frequencies are. We know the behavior modification that can be brought about
1: okay now <laughs> I, that, and that's that's it. but he's talking now that's even not even optogenetics that's simply All right th- That is that is the wavelength thing that we were talking about how you you can bombard wavelength and with water you can yell at water and it makes these bad crystals and you can be kind to water and it makes nice crystals right you know so he he's telling you basic science about this stuff that's why what do you call it psychotronics that's what they used to call it now Mm -hmm. i'm going to tell you my weirdest can i tell you my weirdest theory about this whole thing okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is my prison planet theory okay okay and and i don't think i i'm not trying to undo any biblical thinking here or any religious ideas but it's hard for me not to look at this because there are facts related here that just have to be explained. And I don't think it, I, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't undo an idea of God and it doesn't undo an, an, an idea that he could have sent someone to this world to save us from this, okay? So, I'm just making that point. So, the ancients seem to know, there are lots of stories by the ancients that there were the day before the moon came, the time before the moon came. And the other thing they that you see in archaeology, like high, things that have been painted and 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 carved long ago is they they knew that Saturn had rings. now, how could ancient people know that Saturn had rings because right. Saturn is too far away right now, yeah, but if you believe Velikovsky, who was a friend of Einstein who had this whole thing, I don't know if I told this, but this is my thinking about this is it if the, the world's in collision. The idea that we actually had a different – we had more planets. We had one more planet than we do now, but there was – we're in a binary star system, and every so often this other – this is the other star system. We rotate – most star systems are binary, and Velikovsky said we had a collision in the solar system, and it pushed Saturn out into the outer planets – and um that's why we have the this that the asteroid belt because that was once Tiamat what the what the ancient sumerians called Tiamat i think anyway if that's so and then you also have this fact that the ancients that the and this is not the ancient ancients this is just like the mayans and some mm-hmm. southwest uh, tribes remember the time they talk about in their oral history the time before the moon came um i think the japanese have that uh, talk about that too i can't remember but anyway the other fact is that Saturn, those rings of Saturn are acoustic. They're not just static. They change. And there's even a book called The Ringmakers of Saturn, how they believe that they may be artificially created those rings. That I don't even want to get into. But yeah, yeah, my I've point is, let's suppose, let's suppose Saturn is putting out a sound, which they say, NASA claims it's true. Now, I don't yeah. know that I believe a lot of NASA, but I they am. claim that you can hear a sound. At Saturn, when you go by Saturn, that it's actually putting out a sound and that those rings are acoustic rings. Now, if that's true, a lot of things would kind of make sense that maybe what if we were at once, since we're electromagnetic beings, once we were more connected with the creator and the cosmos and things around us, and then we got hacked. The world, this is what the Gnostics talk about. And I know they have a bad taste in most people's mouths right. because there's a lot of stories that go with them, but I don't know that those stories are true. We, I don't know the truth about the Gnostics. They built libraries, you know, they were wanting knowledge. Right. And uh, what, what they did, what they said is that we were once hacked and that suddenly we couldn't, we, we were not, we were being like our life force was kind of being sucked off by these archons, these mm-hmm. things. But what if the the hack is really an electromagnetic hack? What if we weren't always this way? What if what if Saturn's sound? You know, what what do you do in your house if you're if you're too if you're too far from the router? And by the way, routers are the worst electromagnetic things in your house, so don't have them. Hardwire your house. But if you've got a router, don't sit next to it. But if you have one that's not close to your computer, what do you have to do? You have to put a repeater right now even nasa admits that when they tried to put you know they tried to drop rockets on the moon and things it it rang like a bell that it's hollow that it and it's and this is not regarding nasa even just looking at the other planets and the and the the old astronomers everybody noticed that our moon is one of a kind it's too big compared to the size of the planet it's artificial so what if saturn got bumped out of this out of the orbit it went too far away from Earth. And so now we are starting to wake up because we weren't under this, whatever that electromagnetic, that what he just said. It's a sound wave that just makes us not be able to connect somehow. And then they put the moon in, and the moon now is our repeater. If you have a, if you have a big Wi-Fi system, you know that we do that to, make a, to strengthen the signal getting to Earth. Who knows? That's just—I've never heard anybody say that. That's just my crazy. I read all this uh, this crazy history stuff, and right. it starts to make a pat to me, and that starts to make some sense. That Vel- and, and Einstein believed Velikovsky. It turns out he he realized he was right at the end of his well, life. It so.
2: turns out that Einstein was a bit of a sellout. I mean, his views, right. Were- he, so so you
1: don't know what's, again, who's the good guys, the bad guys. But it doesn't mean that he might, wasn't right about some things because sure. he tried to stall. What happened is he told, he to, he didn't, he didn't, Velikovsky was his friend. He was a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And he just wouldn't listen to him and said that he was crazy about this other stuff until, but Velikovsky t- kept telling him, look at, and I think it was Jupiter, look at, if you get, you should, when you send, when you're doing these things, you should look at Jupiter through the, and you'll see that it has some property. And they accidentally found it when they weren't doing it the way he said, but they found it. And so after that, Einstein said, Whatever Velikovsky says to do, do it. Because he thought it was such a it told him that he'd been missing something big. That sounds like a reasonably true story, but who knows?
2: Yeah. It it does. I I I don't know. I definitely have no idea. But anyway, um but I, I do want to address what you were saying about the Wait, Gnostics, though. Um yeah, I, I wanted to just address that with the Gnostics because I think that um what you're saying about the You know, just like you just said, even if, even if Einstein was really sellout, it doesn't mean that everything he said was wrong. So you don't discredit. And I I think that not everything the Gnostics did or was attributed to them is necessarily uh, right. And not everything they do was necessarily wrong. But I think the biggest problem that people who subscribe to a, a biblical worldview have with the Gnostics is that they wanted to supersede God. They wanted to be their own God. And they thought that—so they they worshipped knowledge, and they thought knowledge was the key for them to be able to replace God. So there's a difference um, in—so uh, in the Bible, they talk about wisdom. And you can't have wisdom without being connected to the Creator, so there's a big difference in the the worship of knowledge for the sake of knowledge right. and replacing God and being your own God versus seeking knowledge to have the connection and be, um, you know, and have wisdom. I think that's the nuanced distinction, but.
1: I, I came into this without knowing anything about the Gnostics, but what I read, it sounded like they were talking about the Demiurge was the pretend God. Yeah. And that, mm-hmm. and that, that they were. That that they were children of the real God, and that they could not they could not reconnect because of the demiurge, that they'd made this they try that was a prison planet. That's the way I read what they were. So I don't know.
2: Oh, but interesting. I, I, I thought they God worshipped to, the demiurge, and they thought that God limited them because they resented God because they thought God limited their knowledge. You no, know, I think that what they and that's
1: the problem with the language of the like like um, Chris Cliff High says about the L. Is okay. that like the Halloween in the Bible in the Old Testament mm-hmm. is plural, and so he says yes. the L were the names of these, these extra-dimensional beings or whatever they were that came and in his mind conquered the planet in about forty-five minutes. Uh, really? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm just re- I'm just repeating sure, what people told sure. me in their in their worlds of study, and I just think that you know who knows, but it, I'm just wondering if the Gnostics are it. It bothers me. It's kind of like that they really hate Putin they really hate Trump they really hate George Washington they hate certain people and they really hate the Gnostics but why would you build why why are the bad guys building all these libraries I know that you know you don't want to you don't want to say that we are just we are God because we have all this knowledge but it could be that they were actually getting at things that they didn't want out (laughs) somebody else did not want out you know what I'm saying it just sounds like I wonder what side they're really on
2: well, that part I think is accurate, you know. So a lot of people who, uh, you know, would take the worldview they don't like the Gnostics. They they then want to dismiss so much of these uh, the knowledge that w- of the ancients and the the mystery schools. But it's not that that knowledge is necessarily false. It, it's about I think it has much more to do with intention. So you know, there's okay. they're trying to withhold that knowledge from others. They create. Um, you know, a system of initiates where you need to be initiated into it and you can only uh, ascertain this knowledge if you are part of the initiated club. And I think that's what people have an issue with. It's not, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, and I I would kind of agree. Well, it'd be it. interesting. <laughs> so next week
1: I'm interviewing uh, David Icke. It's been oh. a long time trying to get on, on. So I'm going to, and he talks, he's, he's read, I think the Nag Hammadi. He's, he's mm-hmm. studied this stuff. I'll ask him what he thinks about. Yeah. That All right. I'll,
2: idea. I'll, I'll watch. That I can't help
1: heard. getting, I cannot help but thinking that there's in my, in my cosmology, it just seems like we are in a prison planet.
2: Oh, I think that's and, accurate. I think there's and, a reason why Alex know, Jones calls it that,
1: right? That's right. And, and um, yeah, I think we are for, in some way that we don't completely understand it.
2: Well, I think uh, the the biblical view is that it's because Satan rules Earth. And so therefore, Earth is the prison planet because it's under his thumb. Um, But I think that regardless of what worldview you subscribe to, it does seem like their goal is to put us into a prison planet. And if they can't do that here in the physical realm, they want to do it in a technocratic takeover where we're in a prison metaverse planet. Right, right. Yeah.
1: So but, the, all but right, the, so, the whole wavelength thing is about it, it does that speaks to the spirituality too. Yeah. I mean it's it's not just that you can't think straight to add two numbers together, it's that you can't think straight about these bigger questions.
2: Right, right. I, I think there, there's a lot of truth in that. And you were talking about how mental health is being weaponized. Um, right. I, I think it largely, it was created to be weaponized. And I always have to qualify everything I say. I'm not saying that it's never done any good or that everybody who goes into the field is somehow inherently nefarious. I don't think that's true at all. I think a lot of people go into the field because they care about humans and they want to help them. But unfortunately, when you study the inception of the social sciences, it does seem like it was created to weaponize. And now, uh, with the increasing, uh, policies and the technology, they're able to really advance the weaponization because they have so much more data um, and they keep data mining through the technology and really targeting the kids with
1: it. Well, and who do they, who do they and, and my psychiatrist friends are going to shoot me for saying this, but, you know, um, look at the father of modern psychiatry. It's Sigmund Freud, right? And Carl, Carl Jung, but, but Sigmund yeah. Freud, really, that's the name everybody has in their brain. Yeah. And who's his nephew?
2: It's, yeah, uh, Edward Bernays.
1: Edward Bernays from the Tavistock. And who is his, Yeah, I mean, and he's his like nephew is Mark Brand- Pardon? He's the poster child for the Tavistock. And yeah, totally. he's, he's he's his nephew Freudian is Mark Randolph
2: Bernays, who is the uh, you know modern day propaganda machine Netflix.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. It keeps going on. I forgot the Netflix thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. And uh, but when you study like Freud and Jung, both of them, they were really uh trying essentially i don't know how else to put it but essentially trying to do magic like they wanted to do mind control mentalism uh it's a lot of alchemy jung himself was a mystic uh so i think then again this goes back to the intention right it's not so much that these uh abilities are inherently evil but it's what is your intention if you're trying to control another human being uh, by using these tools, I think that's where it becomes problematic. It's very different if you're trying to use uh, powers of, you know, mentalism or, uh, you know, right. for those kind of things, like the alchemical seven principles, you're using it for self-mastery um, and you're still, yeah, I think that that's very different than using it to try and control another person yeah. or a world population. But, uh, yeah, Right, so what 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 are the other possibilities that we could be looking at? And then, what do you think people should do?
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. I am not sure I have another thought about what the possibilities are, but I do think it's not. It it may be subtle. In other words, look at how many people took the vaccine, and their argument mm-hmm. is, well, it it's not a problem. The vaccine, you guys, anti-vaxxers, you crazy anti-vaxxers. Look, I'm alive. Well, that's right. the Russian roulette theory, or that's mm-hmm. and that's not even understanding that. That these things have long-term consequences. Right. You know, what's the number one problem with the flu shot? It's Guillain-Barré. I never saw Guillain-Barré years ago. I mean, now it's common. So a reason, more much more common. So it's right. long. It's, you have to think long-term here. They play the long game. So I, I think there's, I think there's a potential. So what I, I'm just thinking, you know, two days of my life taken away from electronics is just a, a nice vacation. I mean, I'll just have a nice, nice rest. So I'm. You should be
2: two whole days.
1: Yeah, no. I'm going to turn about noon. Of, you know, should okay. be one o'clock Eastern because it's supposed to be two twenty-two Eastern. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, just shut down all my laptops, all my phones, and okay. put them in Faraday bags. If you don't have Faraday bags, you can triple wrap aluminum foil around them. You know, yeah. try. You know, you, you can test it yourself and see if they get a signal. If you just do it with a single wrap, but the problem is, just 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 aluminum foil by itself might not do it. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't shift. And the microwave may not do it. You can test it by putting your phone in the microwave and then trying to call it. So remember that they probably can reactivate phones. They can track you because they can track track you. It always is pinging the tower. They know where you are at all times mm-hmm. with the phone. So I'm just going to be, you know, as 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 Matt Bracken, former Navy SEAL officer says, never when it comes to security, never make it easy for them. So I'm turning off my cell phones. I'm turning off my laptops, putting them in Faraday bags, and then I'm going to just turn down. I'm going to instead of having to unplug every potential communication device. Keep in mind, and I think you sent me the video of mm-hmm. the of the big somebody having this big video on optogenetics, and it shows where the the LED lights everything. That mm-hmm. it, it showed all the the people that were creating this interconnected world it's the internet of bodies the internet of things
2: things. everything's
1: two way if it's if if it can if it can they can show pictures it it was an indian guy that was showing how he could Mm -hmm. show the picture inside everybody's house using their everyday items i mean (laughs) you know so i'm just going to turn off my breaker I'm going to go. Yeah, to like and I'm just going to turn off the main breaker to my house.
2: They also showed a video, and I think I sent this to you too. I don't know that I could find it now, but it was uh, the military admitting that 5G causes illness. I, Sorry, I, but I, I, I know that that's not a surprise to you. But the military, there's a video where they actually put right. this out and they they like admitted it. Right. Um, so I thought well, that was pretty. Uh, you know,
1: again, we know it damages your immune system directly. We right. know that. So. Um, There's a ton of, in fact, uh, the guy who wrote the um, Doctor, oh, the Electric Rainbow, the Invisible Rainbow, uh, Oh, Furstenberg. Yeah, Doctor Furstenberg. Okay,
2: Arthur Arthur Van. Right, right. So I'm
1: on his email, and I get periodically things from him that, and he has a huge bibliography because he's been fighting against this for a very long time, and he has a huge bibliography of science real science papers done by independent researchers because obviously they're the communications industry is not going to do these nice. and um you know and that's that's what i think so i don't think there's really any question that 5g dead look at putin just shut it down he shut down the transmission and now they're taking down the towers yeah. So I'm I'm glad I'll have to see that with the army because I'd like I, to know. I think I
2: just found it. We can put up just yeah. a little bit of it. I don't remember yeah. how long it was, but just so the people can see, I'm not making it. Oh, <laughs>
1: it's actually a video of somebody talking. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I'd like to see that.
2: Um did you find that? You didn't see it? Uh hang on. I, I sent it to the text. I have to download it. Oh, okay. Um hmm. it was a it's a bit shoot video, and it says, uh, "Let me see. If I, okay, I'll keep. Yeah, maybe we'll be able to download it. But yeah, we'll see if we can find it, and then I'll put it up. Um, but yeah, they actually admitted it, so I think that that's a, you know, that's very interesting. A lot of people. Were, I remember putting like people. A lot of people had that theory in twenty twenty that because if that was going up at the same time. When you know everything was shutting down and people are kind of starting to right. ask the logical question, is why? Right? And it was why? going
1: up around schools. Remember that? People noticed yeah. that we're all it was going up around the kids' schools. And mm-hmm. now we're seeing the now it's the water towers. That really freaked me out.
2: I so mean, what do you think with the water towers? Is it the, the drinking water? Is it just that uh, people using we the water? All of
1: our, well, you know, there's even there's even um, people talking about the fact that it's unhealthy to be in nylon clothing, for example. Yeah. When you surround yourself with artificial things, it has the right, it has the wrong uh, resonance. It's all about resonance frequencies. And we live in a resonant frequency world where we're in symbiotic relationship with things. How does how do certain medicines work? They work by frequency. You know, mm-hmm. you can, chemistry is really physics, you know, ultimately it all boils down to physics. And that's, sure. and that's the point is that I think that the they know that they can make water um uh, well look if water look if water if your microwave water killed your plants what mm-hmm. do you think they're going to do to our water that we that we swim in that we bathe in that we shower in and we drink and we cook our food in right right so um you know that's one of the things that we ought to start looking at i'll, I'll say the big point here is in general i would say what they keep doing is confusing us with trying to figure out what's going on instead of looking at maybe just the treatments, you know, why do we need, you know, they claim we have 70,000 diseases in the ICD 10. Do we have 70,000 diseases or do we have a few, few root causes that cause these manifestations in all these different ways? Mm -hmm. And I think when we get away from looking at the diseases by naming them and getting all these specific things, and it's going to, I think it's going to be true about this too, you know, does it matter to us, you know, uh, does it matter to us what, what exact frequency they're gonna do this? Rather, no, we need to just protect ourselves from these frequencies, and we right. need to demand that they take down these towers, and we need to demand stop the stop. The symptoms of and acute radiation enough. sickness would be just exactly like a terrible flu. person would have a headache,
3: they would feel very tired, they would have a little bit of a fever, the military now confirms that COVID is related to 5G. At first, they rolled out the 5G, and then everybody got sick. And that's exactly what the military is telling us.
0: We've suffered millions of casualties, and yet the evacuation of key government officials is continuing. Been
3: the video guy is on vacation. The military has confirmed that the 5G is making people sick. The radiation is making people sick. And it gives everyone flu-like symptoms, extreme fatigue, the long COVID, headaches, and so much more. And when you think about that, that they've known this since the beginning, and yet they hyped it up and made everyone think that it was a virus from China, and this is what was making everybody sick, and that you should take their vaccine with 10 pages of side effects in order to remedy- That's creepy, by the way. I know. (laughs) Right there. The situation. (laughs) the mask we learned that the vaccine has all of this nanotechnology
2: so they're just trying to show that we you know we have like the ability hollywood body snatching them
3: nobody really knows no pure blood really knows what happens once you get injected
2: right i think we can shut it off now but um yeah, i I don't know the I at one point I had the original vi- video with the colonel who was talking, so I'd have to look for that too. Um but it, I mean, that's the colonel was sharing it. So there at, at some point they did admit it. But I guess it's kind of like you know the initial footage of a uh, 11 that got buried buried, right? Was that the BBC or or say no it was CNN?
1: Yeah, well there perfect, were both yeah. of them. The BBC showed the one uh that they talked about the building collapse before right. it collapsed. Before it happened. <laughs> and it was in the background.
2: <laughs> um, right. Minor details, you know. Well on this one,
1: you know, and I guess they need what we what we need to find out, if we could find out a wavelength that caused bleeding from the eyes because remember that's how they always sell Marburg oh Ebola and all these hemorrhagic fevers you get a fever and you bleed from your eyes eyes. it's a scary kind of vampire kind of moment but I you know I I just want to know what could actually produce that if we can find an actual something that produces that short of really believing in a virus because that never made sense the whole virus thing for marburg and for some of these others don't make sense they just don't seem to travel like you would expect they don't have you know i like in china you know when you when when this thing first broke out i heard epidemiologists all over saying this is the worst R not value everybody knew that term suddenly R not value it's the worst meaning it was the most infectious disease they would ever heard but then why didn't it go to shanghai why right. didn't it go to these other places we're not we're miss, we're missing the obvious here somehow and it's the reason is because it can go it can look like it's really infectious it can look like it's really being rapidly transmitted because it's not being transmitted from person to person it's being transmitted from a tower
2: right well you were saying that uh, with the like the problem is that we're all looking for what is the cause so that we can label it um uh, but i think that that's because it, it people have been conditioned to feel comfortable like get, being given a diagnosis and they think somehow that that's going to, you know, if they can name it, then they know what to do. But really that the only reason we're conditioned to, to feel that way or think that way is because then big pharma can give you something to treat the symptom.
1: And there's, and there's a good point. There, okay, so here's a perfect example of how that puts this whole thing together. Here's another thing it could do. It could, it could activate parasites. Right. So it could damage your immune system, so your parasites become active. That's really what they do. So, so again, there's a big thing with parasites that we've been missing. And I, I tell people, what if you know, do we think it's four different diseases when we have acne rosacea, which is a dermatologic and and rheumatoid arthritis, autoimmune, and throat cancer and multiple sclerosis, which is a neurologic disease? Are they really four diseases if they can all be treated by the same medicine for parasites? So how many of those 70,000 in there can be treated by that 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 manner and how many others of the of those 70,000 are deficiency diseases and how many others are electromagnetic toxicity that's right. our that's our issue now electromagnetic stuff overlaps everything right. but but it it may kill us by partially by by other methods like activating parasites by damaging your immune system so you're not guarding against the internal parasites that we all have
2: right so and usually it's not one thing right because right. As you said in the beginning we're very resilient human beings are very right. strong why we're still here <laughs> so no matter how many po- poisons they bombard us with so it's usually a combination of things that are going to uh, right. cause
1: damage so so protect yourself against emf yeah. parasite medication supplement your deficiencies and eat clean and um what's my fourth one detoxify I like I like chlorine dioxide, but I don't tell other people to take it because I don't want to go to jail. But <laughs> I use it every day.
2: <laughs> right. So, so yeah. there's there's what you do, and uh, everybody can do, do what they what they wish to defend themselves and protect themselves and promote right. their own health. So, well, I, I think that that wraps it up. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add, or no, you know, well, no, no. I think we were thinking next time we would talk about Ukraine.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. 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 Listen, so, lots of things are happening. Um, militarily I mean this is we're not just in a spiritual war we're in a kinetic war too and I know. Uh, so I know. yeah that's a that's an important one but yeah well thanks yeah thanks for helping to put this together you I just came up with a name you came up with the whole rest of it. so we
2: well, well, it's a team effort so yeah. that, yeah, that's how nice. it's done so i I think it's great and i I love doing conversations with you so well, I think this will be fun okay next time
1: awesome. we'll, we'll we'll talk about war things.
2: yes <laughs> righty. all right love. see you next bye.
1: week bye. Okay.